0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our new podcast series.
1: Hello, I am Tom Curley.
0: I am Janae Fitzpatrick.
1: And we are really excited to introduce our first podcast episode for the Workspace Podcast. It's our goal long term to use this podcast to talk about all sorts of issues that come up here at Workspace and beyond in the broader educational landscape. But our first episode is really specifically looking at getting to know your learner.
0: I see the first step to getting to know your learner as simply just having really great conversations um, around their interests and passions, right? What is going to excite them? Where is that self-motivation for wanting to learn and know more? Um, What is it? that is really going to get them into the right mindset to, to want to...
1: Um... We were interrupted by a ghostly piano. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: so get them in the right mindset. Get them in for... the right
0: mindset to learn. And I do also acknowledge and respect um, the idea that you know, there are core topics or subjects, um, one could identify math as such, that we all feel our children need to learn, um, and more importantly it is about what is best for your family and, and how you are able to deliver that or bring that to your child. So that really is the overarching question. Um, but I can say, and I've seen it numerous times here at Workspace, that the moment that you're able to pull in your learner's, um, interests or something that they're super excited or curious about, um, no matter what subject from there, whether it's math, English, science, social studies, writing, reading, it doesn't matter. The moment you're able to connect it to something that's meaningful to them, uh, the more excited and self-motivated they are to continue challenging themselves and um, literally follow that that little path to see where it takes them for deeper and greater learning.
1: I think that's hugely, hugely important. I think the, we can never underestimate the value of finding something that a student is just naturally passionate about and and curious about. Um, And I would like to just sort of extend on this idea of, you said, um, when a student will take on a challenge, when they will challenge themselves because they are passionate about a subject. Um, I think one of the main reasons... I think it's really, really important to know your learner and sort of really have a sense of where they are in their academic skills, in their personal skills, whatever it is that you're looking for them to improve, to have a good understanding of where they are. Mm. Because um, there's the phrase that's actually getting, I think, a little more airtime, the zone of proximal development, Mm. which is that zone of things where it's difficult but not impossible, and you know that you can get that thing, even though it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you're sort of in that constant place of, oh, I can get this, and then you get it, and you think, yes! and then But you're enjoying that challenge. Right. And the more you can do to keep a learner in the zone of proximal development, mm-hmm. the, the better off they're going to be, the faster they're going to improve, the more excited they're gonna to be to meet those challenges, right? Because we've all had experiences where something was just simply way too hard. Mm-hmm. And you just crumble and you just right, give you up. Check out. Right. Right. And we've been in the opposite situation where we've been given a challenge that just was way too easy. Right. And you check out again. Right, right. right. And so finding that really good sweet spot of what are they interested in and what's the correct Challenge. What's the zone of proximal development for them? Is so cool when you can find that, Mm -hmm. but it really shouldn't be a stab in the dark. Mm -hmm. It should be a very targeted stab. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think one of the problems with you know big class education is there's no way you can be in a room of 35 people and have everybody be in their zone of proximal development when you're standing up there talking about. George Washington. It's just not going to happen. So I think that's a really, really cool opportunity that is presented here at Workspace Mm -hmm. Um, in order to get to know your child, get to know where their challenge points are, and feed them things Mm -hmm. that are right in that zone. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, and another thing that can play into um, kind of the overall approach of how you start to form your child's educational path um, is knowing and identify their their character strengths. And so there's a couple cool places online um, that you can go and and explore this area, one being Thrively um, and the other being VIA. Um, But this concept of, I believe it's 24 character strengths. Um, And there's this idea that we all want to find our flow. Do you know what flow is, Tom?
1: I'm familiar with the term. I don't know if I could really... I think it's related to the zone of proximal development, but I I don't know if I could really define it.
0: I feel that it must be. Um, And it's just, it's this place where you're in your sweet spot, everything just feels right. It makes sense. It's natural. It's organic for you and you're functioning. Um, you are being challenged, but in the exact right amount, um, you're staying involved because you know, you're so close to getting there.
1: And this is where you lose a sense of time. You, you sort of look up and it's 11 o'clock at night and you haven't had dinner and Okay.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And so what they say is that if you look at your top, I believe, seven character strengths and you use four or five of them in any activity, if you embed them into your learning, your work for us adults, um, the moment you're able to pull those in in some way, that creates your personal flow. And so how cool is that to have another tool at our disposal to um, not just be able to have these conversations with your, with your children about kind of who they are, but to talk about what they're really good at and then to have language with that is super cool. And I do think the overall goal for all of us parents is to um, not just provide um, praise for them but for them to have experiences that they're building their own self-confidence and so if we can create them in the most optimal way um obviously the the more successful it is overall and so to me this is a really cool outside the box kind of link into um potential for, you know, again, creating whatever learning opportunity or class or deep dive project that you and your learner uh, kind of create together.
1: And I would I would echo that knowing more about what your character strengths are, mm-hmm. um, there's the flip side of that, of knowing what your character weaknesses are, which is also really important information.
0: Well, Pause on that for one second, because what they say is that um, out of the 24, even your bottom five, it doesn't mean that you don't possess those character strengths.
1: Well, and the, exactly the same is true of Gardner's multiple intelligences. Mm-hmm. If you are a strong musical intelligence and you, rate, you self-rate your, um, your athletic or, or movement intelligence to be lower it does not mean that you have no ability to move your body.
0: Right, it's an important thing to remember. You
1: can walk. (laughs) You have some some musculoskeletal intelligence in there somewhere. I forget what they call it. Bodily kinesthetic intelligence, that's the one. Yes. Um, But if you can identify what, sort of how it makes sense to behave, how you feel naturally in your own character and can give your you and your child language, shared language to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. It just gives so much strength to your relationship, to that child moving forward as an individual, um, and probably to you moving forward as an individual because mm-hmm. you're now labeling things that you might not think about very much.
0: Absolutely.
1: And... Um, Again, something that's really, really hard for the educational systems in this country to do is character education. You read about it, people are talking about David Brooks' new book about it. Mm -hmm. These are really important things that we're not doing very well in our systems. Mm -hmm. And again, here we are with this incredible opportunity to be with our children all day, And really thinking with them about what what is the character that you want to have as an adult? Mm -hmm. And what can we do now intentionally to help you be that person? I think that's a hugely powerful tool. um, And I'm excited to look at those over the break Mm -hmm. myself because I haven't gotten to explore those tools. So I'm going to do that. I'm a little scared to have my children go through it.
0: (laughs) No, you absolutely should. They're really, really cool.
1: And we'll have links to those in the show notes. Yes, we will. For those of you listening along at home.
0: (laughs) Yes, we will. Um, And so so I love that both you and I keep coming back to this idea that really what we're trying to say is the the importance of fostering and and, um, facilitating these conversations with your child. Whether you pull in outside tools or you just simply have dialogue um there's so much power in this and so in the more if you're looking for those hands-on tools uh to help assist and facilitate these conversations um the learning genome project really does do a great job with with these three decks that they have and truly um their, their whole idea by creating these were to just create an opportunity where the child goes through card by card, but then also, more importantly, provides um, the experience with the child and their caregiver. Um, that could be the educator, parent, aunt, uncle, anyone that chose to do this. Um, it's a way to build trust. It's a way to start communicating without much pressure. Um, and they do it. They do a really great job um, with the three decks. We have the multiple intelligence card set, we have learning style preference, and then we have the brain dominance deck.
1: I'm against that deck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but all really cool. And we have them here at Workspace. And so, in fact, people can use them. Um, they would just have to let me know, and uh, they can come and borrow them at any time.
1: And I know from from the experience of the teens in my 21CI group, they really enjoyed going through these decks. We did um, one of them first, and then they wanted to do the second one, so they ended up all doing two of them. They really thought it was a great thing. And I I want to echo again, I think, the strength of what you just said about a common vocabulary. I think that's really, really powerful. And when a child can talk to you about, you know, their day in the context of, oh, my bravery was not that good today. I know I want to work on that in my character development, but I had a really good day for empathy, right? Imagine uh, that that conversation is so powerful if you can have that with a child. And and for them to know themselves is really strong.
0: Absolutely.
1: And now we have to go (laughs) tell Nathaniel to stop playing piano.